Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. Er, we are following this thing and we end up at the Garlhund Villa, belonging to Lord and Lady Garlhund. Pip, Pandy's new familiar. Pandy is looking through Pip's eyes and sees in one of the windows of the villa, hears the heavy clang of metal on metal, and then Pip sees through the window something wet on the floor. So we're a little worried now, and I go ahead and break the law in a big way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. charm the gardener. Yep, you did that. I went ahead and charmed the gardener. Ganesh also had an enlightening conversation with some mastiffs. Oh, yeah. Ganesh mm-hmm. went totally. a different, much more legal route and tried to read the minds of the dogs, who really, love. big surprise, love meat. So we do find out, in fact, that Nim, the Nimblerite, created another Nimblerite who escaped. And we find out within that timeline, it fits that the Garlhuns received a Nimblerite. Heroes not included. I'll communicate with you. It sounds like someone showed up at the estate and was let in to our members of the watch. Well, at least they're investigating. I'm going to finish tabulating how much our fines are likely to be when they figure out what we've done. Actually, we don't know they're investigating quite yet. We don't know if they're still alive. Well, can you send Pip back? To watch if anybody comes out? I can. If they just went in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll ask Pip. Be a pal and um, resume your watch and let me know if anyone leaves. Kind of gives a little huff as it hops down off your arm. Yeah, we'll give it after you've eaten. Yeah, nibbles. You can see it kind of rustles its feathers back down again and it pecks at the bread for a little bit and then it hops up onto the edge of one of the steins and kind of takes a couple little tiny sips of beer. And then it kind of flies out the window again. Cool. Okay. Here's my worry. And I was thinking about this as as you were giving your report, Sergeant. We're not sure who is part of this and who isn't. It's Um, true. We're involved with very powerful people at this point, and pretty much anyone can be in their pockets is what I'm thinking. So we should not assume anything until it's proven to us to be the case. So... I would like to keep an open mind about Cromley, if that is indeed who it is, visiting with the City Watch. Perhaps Barnaby just sent him? Corruption in my cops? <laughs> it's possible. No. I mean, we're talking lots of rich people here. And lots of money at stake. What time is it? Uh, it's starting to get on in the evening. It's probably about 9 o'clock at night. Hmm. Should we turn in and set back out again tomorrow? Pip will wake me if there's anything that changes and I can wake everyone. Yeah, I think as long as he can get woken up. Yeah. I'll leave my window open upstairs. Pip will wake me. Perfect. All right. 
So y'all retire for the evening. About an hour after you retire, Pandy, Pip does, in fact, return through your window to inform you that Pip witnessed uh, the wizard-looking fellow and several City Watch members uh, leaving after several hours inside the house. Hmm. Hmm. And then while Pip was flying away, noticed that the wizard-looking fellow and several of the City Watch people began going door-to-door, talking with neighbors. Well, that can wait till tomorrow. I'm not going to wake people for that. Thanks, Pip. Give him See a you tomorrow. Pat. Yeah, a little pat. Pip kind of hops down your bed and kind of over to a little warm spot there. Oh. Maybe amongst uh, an abandoned robe or something. Cool. Sweet. Mm. Kind of. Snuggles down into it a little bit. <laughs> I love Pip. Yeah, me too. All right, the next day, you wake up. Everyone uh, makes their way down to the tap room, as is your custom before it's time to open to have your own breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume it's at this point that yeah. Andy, you share your news. Well, rather uneventful night, but it is rather reassuring to find out that the maybe Cromley and several members of the watch exited. Garhund estate and started going door to door, presumably questioning possible witnesses, which is quite in line with the job they're supposed to be doing, so that bodes well. That does mean that we should be careful today, though. I think we should go out with the detector again. It's probably fled the scene if there was, in fact, a murder. Good point. I wish there was a way we could track down this Aristotle blocks. I don't like him. Well, he is a Zent. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You hear a knock at the door. Oh. Do I, I hide behind the bark? bark. Okay. Oh, no, Eddie. We can't. We can't do this. No. It's just my impulse. I know that it won't change matters at all. I'm just a little on edge because I really broke the law. <laughs> like, more than any of us have broken the law. I broke That's, the law. That's um, not true. We murdered citizens with justification, which if they wanted to take us in on, they could have given us a much harder time. Mm-hmm. 1,000 gold. Yeah, but at least it's not exile up to five years. You hear the knock again. I open oh, the yeah. door. And open I'm the door. hiding behind the bar. You see Barnabas Blastwin and Cromley as well as three uh, members of the City Watch. And Barnabas looks up and says, Good morrow, may we come in? I step out of his way. Okay. You Barnabas, hello. I'm expecting this to be unpleasant at the least. Okay. He uh, walks in and he says, Constable, thank you for filing that report. We learned a great deal visiting with Lord Garlhund last evening. Mm-hmm. And since the four of you have taken such an interest in this investigation, mm-hmm. it might please you to know that we've uncovered a few pieces of information. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Officers yeah. arrived to find Lord Garlhund unconscious, Lady Garlhund in shock, and their half-orc bodyguard bloodied but unbowed. Apparently the Garlhunds had been held hostage for more than a ten-day by agents of the Black Network. <gasps> Most of the Zents were killed during a bloody revolt led by Lord Garland himself. The Zent leader, Erstol Floxen, was among those who have gotten away, and he is still at large. The Watch, as you will no doubt find out soon enough, Constable, has plans to step up a search for him. And of the nimble right, there was no sign. According to the Garlhunds, the construct was delivered to the villa weeks earlier, 
The family took it in, not realizing it was a Zentarum spy. Lady Garlhund reports that it stole her necklace of fireballs. Barnabas then says, Now, with that out of the way, tell me, Constable, and I can ask this question of each of you in turn, have you recently visited a temple and had a conversation with a rather dead gnome? Yes, we did. Absolutely, yes. Despite instructions to do otherwise. Well, we weren't given... Were we given explicit instructions not to go there, Metatalk? Because I don't remember. I think he told told you all to stay out of the way of the investigation. Also, at this point, I'm, like, too involved. So I had sort of put my (laughs) eyes above the bar and was sort of watching. But once he was like, did you go to that temple? I ducked back behind the bar again. (laughs) Yes, we did go to the temple. But this is my beat. This is my neighborhood. These are my people. I was concerned that you were not taking this with the fullest of seriousness that it deserved. I understand that this might be a a, a common case to someone of your caliber who works on such things all the time, but we, the common people, deserve your full and hasty attention. I mean, we have a homicidal nimble rate being used by the Zentarum in our city. As well, I assure you that I take every one of these things with the utmost seriousness. Can I get a persuasion check to see if <laughs> any of my arguing is winning me any favor with sure. him? Because I this. do, I do have persuasion as a skill. Yeah, you do. You're do it. Oh, fourteen. Fourteen. Mm. He says, "Yes, I take each of these sorts of things with a great deal of seriousness, given your." Exemplary record, I have recommended to your sergeant and to the watch that you not be under arrest, but simply pay the fine. Each of you will be responsible for a fine of 200 gold pieces for hampering and interfering with the pursuit of justice. (coughs) Now, I have one more piece of business. Tell me, yesterday, did the four of you happen to visit the villa? We did. Yes, that's how we found out yep. the information we needed to provide the report to the sergeant. And was your friend, and he kind of looks casually over towards the bar. <laughs> you just hear little scurrying feet down into the cellar. <laughs> was your halfling friend with you? Yes. Yes, she was. He looks at you and he says, Constable, I assume I don't have to remind you that your friend might find things a bit easier if they come willingly? I am unsure what my friend is being accused of, sir. They are being accused of using magic to influence a citizen without consent, and I am here to see that they are arrested. Oh, isn't that a bit harsh, really? I mean, pursuit of justice and all that, I mean... Honestly, had... What occurred yesterday not occurred the way that it was. A report might never have been filed, and the Garlhuns might never have actually been rescued from their horrific situation. Can I please make a persuasion check? Yeah. Okay. Can I maybe have the quietest of bardic inspiration from the cellar? I think they're in the cellar. They're not aware of what's no, going I on No, I can. Here. I'm absolutely listening in my 
visual, there's a little halfling-sized door that goes even further behind the bar to where maybe some sort of storage cabinets or whatnot. Um, so I just ran further behind the bar, but I definitely still want to be able to hear what's going okay. on because I want to know. So what do you say to inspire Gunesh? Help me! <laughs> All right, there you go. You got bardic inspiration. Oh, my goodness. So, 23. Okay. He says, Be that as it may, as you well know, Constable, laws are laws, rules are rules. You can make your case, or more like, your friend can make their case before the magistrate. And he then motions for the city watch to make their way towards the bar. I walk out I, with my hands up like this okay. and like my arms out ready for cuffs. Just Brick, going, do you have any <laughs> Brick, do you have any advice you want to give since you've been in this situation a few times? I mean, Brick would run. <laughs> You're right. Or fight his way out. But in this situation, he's probably standing with his arms crossed trying to block Eddie and like be there to hopefully he doesn't want Eddie to get taken away. I'm walking towards them like a cartoon okay. zombie with my arms in so the air. So I probably just, just like... have like my arm off to the side blocking. So Blastman, if I might have a moment. This is a delicate situation. I understand that you have responsibilities to which you are beholden and that by bending those rules that you're compromising the integrity of the very law you're trying to uphold. That being said, Eddie has been indispensably valuable to this investigation and with so much at stake I think putting him behind bars right now compromises that very same investigation and the stakes are higher than any one transgression of perhaps charming a citizen of Watdeep. In fact the Zentarum now possess the Stone of Golor and we could see the biggest heist in recent memory take place as the black network plays us all while we're bickering amongst each other and not looking at the bigger picture of justice which surely we should be looking at first and foremost and we would be more than willing to accept a compromise at the end of the investigation for Eddie to serve time after the danger has passed. All of that may be well and good but I need to remind you once again that it's an investigation that was not yours to have. Now as I said, these arguments can be made before the magistrate. I'm sure the magistrate will find it interesting. Now, that is indeed all. Brick, I would highly recommend, given your record, that you step aside and Miss Evergreen. Uh, <laughs> I won't let them take you. Uh, don't forget about me. <laughs> bum, bum. So do you, do you, do you, uh, what do you do, Brick? Do you actually I'm step walking aside? past, I'm walking towards them with my okay. arms in the air. Very dramatically. A couple of the city watch are coming over to put, uh, Eddie in cuffs. I'm looking at Pandy and Ganesh like, what are you doing? <laughs> I've got my arms crossed. I can't get in front of this. Wait, wait. And I'm it's not very annoyed at Pandy. All right, so, uh, the city watch... Individuals uh, lock you in chains, Eddie, and they begin ushering you out the door. And Blastwin turns around and walks out the door, and Cromley lingers for a moment. And he says, Just between the three of us, I want you to know we wouldn't have gotten as far without the work that you did. And he looks over at you and he goes, Constable, for my part, I'm incredibly grateful. I will do my best to ensure that Miss Evergreen receives 
a favorable magistrate to abjugate her case. I also want you to know that we would not have been able to make that report without the information we got from Evergreen. We didn't have any confirmation that the Nimble Wright was in residence until then. Yes, well, I will see what I can do about finding a favorable magistrate and getting the trial held quickly. That would be most appreciated, Mr. Crowley. Of course. He says you have really great sausages. (laughs) (laughs) And he makes his way out the door. And you can hear me outside wailing, I'm sorry I split the party! If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcast, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. As the, um, as the camera pans away, you see they're leading Eddie away towards the jailhouse, and then you just see a little sparrow following along behind him. I want Pip to keep eyes on Eddie okay. as, far, as far as they can. All right, yeah, the Pip flies along over top of you as you wail and moan and rend your clothes and gnash your teeth. <laughs> yeah, I look, at, I look at Pip and say, Pip, Pip, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> just so okay. All right. So, you have just now watched Eddie ushered from the tavern out into Troll Skull Alley and down the street out of view. I would like to try and start a promotion in order to try and raise Eddie's bail funds. Um, I think we need to talk about breaking Eddie out now. This is an unjust... You are not breaking Eddie out of jail. Don't tell me what I'm going to and not going to do. I think that's a great idea. No, the two of you are a disaster waiting to happen. If you want to go join Eddie What a disaster for the authorities. Uh, do you want me to kick you out of this bar? Because uh, I will do that. Uh, you do not have the authority to do that because uh, we I have pick more Andy space. up by the scruff of her collar okay. and start walking her towards the door. Okay. I sweep Ganesh's leg out from under him. Uh huh. You're gonna try. Yeah, all I'm right. To try. Oh my all god. Right. Uh, well, in that case, uh, let's uh, let's resolve this as a strength <laughs> contest. So if you all oh, give oh. me. Is there really a strength? Give me all an athletics roll, please. You're trying to fell a tree, my friend. I know. I know. I'm going to lose this battle. Twelve. Ooh. You actually won. (laughs) I got a seven. Unless I have inspiration from last time, which I don't remember who got the inspiration. I don't don't either. Um, It was actually you. Oh, well, then I'm going to use it. Yeah. (laughs) I, I hate to say that, but it was you. Ah, yeah, you got me. Nineteen. Okay, that makes more sense. Right. So just, just manhandling me So you me just kick me in the leg. Yeah, I just basically barely like graze you in the calf. <laughs> okay, so you're carrying. Uh, so Pandy I carry outside. I carry Pandy out the door, and I say, I think you need to chill out, and I just kind of drop her. Our friend doesn't. And I shut the door. Chill out. She's in. And I lean against it. And then I just shut up because I'm. 
shut out. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brick, I what do you do? Pointedly honey? at Brick. I have my arms crossed, and I'm a little, I'm giving a little bit of a disappointed stare at Ganesh. You find it mirrored. Mm. Yes. <laughs> well, it is a tense night, and though there are guests who are eating and drinking, the three of you... We've put out a dish with a little Eddie's Bail Fund placard in front. You see occasionally a copper gets dropped in there. Um, it's a tense night because, you know, all three of you aren't quite seeing eye to eye on what to do here. It seems that there's not, you know, it's not generating a lot of heat, the, the bail fund. Eddie, uh, you're ushered away to the jail. You enter in through these two huge, thick, iron-bound oak doors, and you're led down some steps until you find yourself underground. You're walking along a hallway, and uh, on either end of the hallway are cells. Uh, stone on three sides with bars across the front of them. And you're ushered into a cell. The door is locked. You have a tiny little barred window at the very top of your cell. B-A-R-R-E-D. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was not imagining... A, not a window, oh, that's also a bard. Okay. <laughs> I was imagining a window especially made for a bard. Uh-huh. Um, the, the cell is um, five feet wide, and it is ten feet from the floor to the ceiling. There's a, a pile of straw and a hole. What's that for? <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at night, having been there now several hour, hours, um, you notice that it's drafty, kind of wet, damp. Ugh. A lot of the rain and muck and wet, anything that's going on outside tends to blow in, dirt and whatever. Uh, at some point, the dung sweepers come along outside and they're sweeping off the streets and they just sweep it through the window. <laughs> it's not a fun night for you. I shake my fist at the dung sweepers. Okay. Maybe say something like, why I gotta... And I, um... Also, I'm going to start sort of, like, yodeling and chatting. Are there any people in the cells next to me that I can... You did not see anybody in the cells next to you when you were uh, ushered to your cell, nor have you heard anyone come in. I guess I'm just gonna... Sing a sad, sad song and think about my friends. I'm probably gonna, like, I have a sister named Charlotte, and I'm gonna, Charlie, I'm gonna just talk to her. And sing, sing a dirge. Sing those Charlie blues. Uh, yeah. Oh. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I know. Hurting doesn't work this at all. But also, I'm kind of really liking it. <laughs> Somewhere deep inside, I'm like, oh, God. The, you know, notice like the, about being in jail. Yeah, exactly. You notice that the acoustics are quite good. Awesome. Perfect. Let's go. So, uh, eventually, it's time to close up the tavern, and you all make your way upstairs. And as you're making your way upstairs, there's a knock at the door. I answer it. You answer it to see someone uh, dressed quite well, and uh, they are wearing a uh, badge of the city of Waterdeep. And they hand you two scrolls, both with uh, the seal of Waterdeep and wax on. Okay. A they... general seal or specific, like... Of the city, the okay. seal of the city. Mm-hmm. Are they addressed at all? Yes. One has uh, all of your names on it. 
The other one, there is no writing on the outside. I open the one with all our names on it first. The one with all your names on it. It is a request for you to pay your fine. 700 gold total, and it is due in a fortnight. Well, that's fine. Whatever. Can somebody write that down? I don't have my book over here. What's the other one? The other one is um, an announcement requesting your presence at the trial of Miss Edith Evergreen of Trollskull Alley. It's to be held tomorrow at 10 a.m. at the courthouse. Okay. I kind of walk over to these two over here, and I just kind of shove the papers out that kind of unceremoniously. What are these? Read it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Can I read? I'm getting so much. There's a lot of like rubbing my face, scratching my head, sounding out words. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I just want to take the Ganesh's hands because last time I interacted with Ganesh's hands, they were escorting me outside of my place of business. It'll happen again. Got no qualms with it. I have magic. Um. Anyway, and then I read. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you read uh, you read quite clearly that you all three yeah. need to come up with seven hundred gold pieces and that uh, your presence is requested in the, the gallery at the courthouse tomorrow at 10 a.m. It seems that the authorities are again um, forcing our hand and telling us what to do. That is why they are the authority. Indeed. And that's entirely just. Isn't it just? Eddie says in her prison cell <laughs> no, as she contemplates her cell, face. I say, it just ain't just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, the three of you uh, make your way upstairs and to bed. Brick. Mm-hmm. Sleeping soundly, you have this dream that you are making a whole lot of money. Loving it. It's a great dream. And all of a sudden, you wake with a start. It's completely dark in your room. Except for one of the torchlights from outside as one of the watchmen walk by. Mm. And you can see by the light that there is this very well-dressed stranger sitting in your room. They're dressed uh, impeccably in silks and velvets. You notice that they bring their hand up to their mouth, and with a flick of their index finger, they produce a flame, lighting this cigarello. And then he speaks almost absentmindedly. Tell me, Brick, are you alive? Uh, uh, I, I think so. I, he continues as though not even hearing you. I ask because I find your mortal need for sleep to be so peculiar. All manner of things could happen while you slept and you'd never know. For example, I could have slit your throat without, being, without you being none the wiser. Or if I was feeling playful... I could gut you like a fish, all while you, what's it called? Oh, yes. Dream. And he kind of turns and looks at you and blows smoke in your general direction. You better get out of my room, friend. Oh, come now. After all these years, after everything we've been through, the way I've supported you, 
look after you. You act as though I'm a stranger. I'm hurt, Brent. He leans forward and says in almost a whisper, Run, Brent. Hide in here, Brent. That's worth some serious money, Brent. Don't you deserve that more than those rich sods who lord over everyone? Isn't it Brick's turn? And you begin to remember hearing something about that sounds familiar. And he looks at you and he says, it's me. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero. Hero.